Let's go. FT Live. Happy Monday, everyone. And happy Nikki Lopez Day. Joining us from the Kansas City Royals soon. We'll also talk to Christina Dinacola about the Miami Marlins. Marlins are good. They swept they the A's. I know AJ doesn't count the A's. No, 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 You don't count the A's. Here we go. You. A- AJ. You. The A's are a real team. I know, but you said when the Rays are beating them, oh, they don't count because they're playing the Rays. The Rays now all of a sudden you count them. Why? The Rays have come back down to earth a Luisa little bit. Rise is hitting 392. They're not as in first place. They haven't, they haven't Rise, come back You would have optioned him a month ago. Oh, my. You're you're just. I am I the, a lot of names I want to call you. I'm the One of them starts with dumb. D-U-M. Biggest Luisa Rise fan. Do you remember that clip? Which clip? I, well, you yeah. said the A's don't count. He what never. About AJ the Luisa never said. Rise battle? AJ never said he didn't like a rise. He just said he's not the MVP. He said no. He said the Marlins got rocked on that deal. I did never <laughs> said that. <laughs> this is. This is high Monday. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's Scott's go. still at the rave on his ecstasy right now. Man, He's thinking like, of some a different program. So many lies. Can't wait to get that sponsorship. So how was your weekend? <laughs> how was your weekend? My weekend was great. You, I heard day? you on Cleveland and Minnesota. You were one of the 7% of the country? Was that all it was? Yeah. Well, no, I it don't was go actually really. It was that. a good game. I go to the app. Oh, right. It was a good. It was a good game. It was a good game. It was a great series between was, those two. It was a really great close competitive games. And also, I mean, you missed the real show the next day. What I missed? Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie. Oh, yeah, oh. you see Royce Lewis? Oh, getting hurt again. Scorpion. You ever the see play? ridiculousness on MTV? I have. Seen, yeah, I've watched when they do the times. scorpion and the guy gets bent over, he did the scorpion after he ran over the Arias at first base. Yeah, he he's got okay. Hurt, he got up though. No, he I know, up. but he's out again. Is he? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the exact extent is. I don't know if it's IL necessarily, but I think oh, he's out at least. I didn't, see, I didn't see he was on the IL. I didn't either. Mm-mm. I didn't say IL. I didn't say IL. Oh. So there's there's a lot of um, fake news being flown around here in the Locked last two minutes, as, as Pete Alonzo would say. Uh, but no, he is hurt. I, okay. I'll get the update while we're okay. talking. If someone else talks for he's been you know, huge 20 for seconds, he's I'll been look huge it up. for him. And, and uh, Tristan McKenzie coming back helps them. They split that series, but it was four great games. The game I did, the, the Guardians won. The Twins won the first two, one nothing, seven six. And then the Guardians won the game I did on Saturday, one yesterday. I mean, four. Talking about two evenly, pretty evenly matched teams. And Correa on Buxton, Correa's hurt. Dude, I watched. Crash. Think about this. I watched Carlos Correa take. I don't know, five hundred swings before the game on Saturday. He hit by himself for an hour. Over an hour on with, the field, on the field with the hitting coach, the hitting assistant hitting coach, the video guy, the director of physical something, his own hitting coach he has. They all filmed it. They all did it, and then he comes out. And he's like, "Yep, can't play." I'm like, "You can't DH, dude. You just took 500 swings." Did you say that to him? No, but I didn't see him. But I was like, "When he actually, what I said to him was, when he coming back on?'" He said, "Let me know. I'll come." So that was what I said to him when I saw him. But, okay, let's get him back on. But I was like, dude, you, can you can't him. DH. You just took 500 swings. Yeah, but maybe they weren't good swings. He didn't feel good. You still got to get out there. You're the, you're the man. You're the you are as much the man as the Twins have. But him and Buxton, and Buxton didn't play either. Well, AJ I mean, doesn't yeah. do this show on Fridays. But here, here's my question. <laughs> but, but my thing is, is you telling me that, and this is not a knock on Ryan Jeffers, but Ryan Jeffers was their DH. It was his birthday. So maybe that's why Rocco, who was also sick, so I, Rocco was had intestinal 
abdominal pain, so he was a little late. Um, but you can't tell me Carlos Correa can't DH if he can take 500 swings. That's weird. I, I mean, I, I get it. I never had a toe hurt, but maybe he wore, didn't wear his off whites. Yeah, maybe his feet are growing. <laughs> it could have been something else, too. What do you mean? No, it's toe. He's got a bad toe. He's That's sick. the main problem. No, uh, sorry, sorry. Plantar fasciitis. Right. Oh, so don't. Plantar fasciitis apparently sucks. I've never had, had it. it. Does it suck? The worst. I mean, I played. You think every – I mean, you played oh. with scurvy. <laughs> like, I wish – oh, scurvy. That would be – it's, it's no anal fissure, but it's a cool, <laughs> cool thing to have, it sounds like. Come on. I mean <laughs> – Plantar fasciitis is – That's bad. So I had to sleep awesome. with a boot, a night boot, where you have to sleep with a boot. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when you sleep, your foot, and that's yep. what causes it. It gets all tight. You wake up, and the first step in the morning, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You're like, oh. And my house in Chicago I had all these stairs. So I'd be like, oh. Like, I'd have to, like, use the rail to go down the steps. It was bad. That is you, bad. You, you, think about, you think about in the morning rolling over and just peeing off the side of the bed. Like, not even going to the bathroom. Like, just right onto the floor. That's how much pain it is. I wouldn't worst, wish that on my worst enemy. I agree. And, you know, I just got orthotics and took it right away, though. Because they said, because when you catch, your foot gets like this, so it stretches out. And then when you sleep, it, so then it, the, the fascia in there get stretched so they get sore. So I just got orthotics and then. I bye-bye. tore mine. Oh, well. You and Albert, didn't Albert Pujols do that? Oh, I don't know. But I tore it and it was tremendous three days later. It just, right. it, it felt like the bottom of my foot just exploded. Like, it almost felt like it exploded, like, in an X. And it was like severe pain. We had a day off the next day, and I did it in the ninth inning. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to walk again in my life. The next day, I came into the field a little sore, got a lidocaine shot in my foot, lasted the whole game. It was totally fine. Two days later, I was Gucci. By the way, Royce Lewis is pretty Gucci too. So, Appears that there's no concussion, just a, a laceration to the forehead. Laceration That's, is just a cut. Yeah, fancy word for you cut your forehead. Well, what's the bruise word? That contusion. Contusion. Yeah, Sometimes you have, you're like, oh, you have a bruise. Contusion. He's contused. Yeah, you have a bruise. Yeah, it's a bruise. You have a bruise thigh. No, I'm not well, downplaying. Okay, so Brian, it didn't right, look So while pretty. we're on the twins, yeah. Byron Buxton got hit hit by a pitch, right? He has a contused rib. He's missed like four games with a contusion. Contused. Bruised ribs. Bruised ribs. It's a big part of your swing is okay. I, again, I'm not questioning anybody's toughness because I know how it goes, but I played a couple weeks with a torn oblique, and I feel like uh, I got hit a lot by a lot of dudes. I got thrown out a lot by a lot of dudes. I got hit a lot in the ribs. I just kind of eh, all right, let's go. But again, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just saying everyone's different. different. Everybody's different. Everyone's You're different. Built different. And they need Byron Buxton down the stretch. Also, sometimes I don't want certain players playing if they aren't X percent. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes guys play when they're like, oh, I'm battling through it. And they'll have like, they'll they'll hit like a buck 20 and do nothing in the second half of the season. And then it's like one of those offseason stories where you're like, apparently he was playing with a sprained wrist. And you're like, well, I wish he wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, unless he's, you know, a superstar player who can handle the pain tolerance. I don't necessarily want my like everyday guy just what do you say swinging a hot noodle what's your what's your swinging a wet noodle a wet noodle a wet, <laughs> a wet noodle. noodle a, a wet hot noodle. wet noodle. A hot, well, hopefully it's, if you're gonna eat it it's hot and wet when you uh-huh. eat it but not 
I just don't want it. So I want guys healthy and thriving. But the Twins are also super duper cautious with Buxton. Well, he's a different case. This is a guy. No, I listen. I'm all. I understand because they need him for as many games as they can get him. So with his knee, because remember his knee was acting up again, and that was kind of his thing. So they were going to give him some time, and then now he's got the ribs. So. All right, let's get back to this. I want him in the playoffs. No, but I, I, it's important to bring it up from the jump because I want to start asking you on Mondays about where you were. You're at I'm the off ballpark. for two weeks, so. You're off what? For two weeks. Oh, you're not – well, you have midweek games. What's your game tonight? Well, that's why we have who we have on today, the Royals at the Marlins. It's Barn called burner. AJ Homework Day. <laughs> <laughs> AJ's cheat sheet. AJ's <laughs> cheat sheet Monday. I've got so many questions for Christina. About the fish? Oh, about the fish. I can't wait. I can't wait to ask her what's wrong with Luis Arise and why he's still in the big leagues. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, that is, imagine, that's the first question I have. Imagine if he would – because right now, I mean, he's pitching like a like a four. He's got a five year, right? Maybe a five? Yeah. Right. So imagine if he was Sandy from last year. The Marlins might be leading off the show instead of let's charge the mound. The t- – at the moment and hey they have a guy that they have to manage jacob Degrom. he doesn't pitch i know so but managing or is he just not pitching well my whole thing and i think i'm going to bring it up a couple times on this show today one of my favorite do you remember who one of my favorite nba players ever was i bring him up quite frequently michael jordan no not generic spud webb robert ori Big Shot Bob? Yes, because like in the last like seven years of his career. I've never heard you bring him up ever, but we'll just say we have. Oh, no, I brought him up multiple times. Oh, never heard so, of him. But that's good. I've been on all the it's, shows. It's cool. We're friends. <laughs> 100% of I haven't him been up. on Fridays, but I haven't even heard I've brought him up at least twice, if not thrice, on this oh, show. Nope. Anyway. Time. All right, it's cool. Continue. Fine. It's, it's cool. Continue with your lies. We have many interns that are going to be on it after the show. They're going to find it. Continue with your lies. So my next lie is Jacob deGrom could be that guy. Hey, I just want him for – I just want to stretch in postseason, not just playoffs. I mean, but you're, you're going to make sure that your clutch asset is ready for the postseason, especially with the way that they're going and the rotation that they have. Dude, first of all, let's talk about Nathan Evaldi. He might be the all-star game starter in the American League, mm-hmm. the way he's pitched. He's got like a .7 ERA or something. It's like his last six starts, seven starts, .74 ERA, 6-0 or something, like a .74 ERA. I know McClanahan's been good, but, man, who's better than Nathan Evaldi right now? And he's the guy that nobody talked about. And when they signed him, they were like, oh, we got DeGrom. Oh, yeah, by the way, we threw in Nathan Evaldi signing too. I mean, he's been he's been their savior. And the, I mean, him and John Gray have been great. Martin Perez has been good. And these dudes mash. That's what I love about Evaldi. I love Evaldi because – and it's such a general term. Like, he's a winner. But, like – with this lineup, if you give Ivaldi like a four-run lead, and this is why I don't think he'll be the starter or even like the Cy Young type of like top three guy by the end of the season, he just goes out and pitches. He's okay with giving up. You know, if he has a four-run lead, he's okay giving up a run. I know it sounds stupid, but he's a guy that goes deep into games, and he is he's, to me, he's going to anchor this staff. I think, obviously, the other guys are doing well, and then there's going to be a lot of DeGrom talk when he comes back eventually and throws five starts and then he misses one and then he throws another four starts. But Evaldi's gonna be gonna be this team. I disagree with what who did we have on that said the Rangers go as DeGrom goes? I forget who that Evan was. Grant. Evan Grant. Evan Grant. Evan Grant. 
Yeah, you, the guy you thought voted for you for the MVP, but it wasn't. No, it was it was Hall of Fame. It was it was the other Rangers. Oh, it was for the oh, it was for the Hall of Fame. Okay. The, we, we were on the ballot, right? Who? You. No chance. Oh. I didn't get ten years of service. Oh, well, okay. I was just wondering. Yeah. So you, you get confused. You, you get confused when you get two votes. You know, you forget who the two were. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think so much to keep track of all two of them. I agree. I do too. I think you're right about mm-hmm. everything you just. But don't forget. I mean, John Gray has won his last five starts. Yeah. First text pitcher to do that since our boy Lance Lynn, right? I mean, 0.79 ERA. His last five starts. That's pretty good. I mean, their run differential is like the greatest oh. of all time through their first 60 games they played. They mash. I mean, Josh Young's the only guy in baseball to hit a home run in all nine innings this year. It's pretty Come cool on. stat. What a stat. That's, that's a great such stat. A, that's such a sports center stat. Not a sports center stat. Yeah, that's it's a T I don't even say sports center. It's a TV stat. We're on TV. Like where I used to work. Like we don't have anything. We want to talk about something crazy, but instead let's go. It's a cool stat. So and so on Sundays does this. Whatever. There's one guy in baseball that's hit a home run in every inning. It's Josh Young. It's kind of cool stat. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. He, mur- yeah. he murders the ball. He swings. Oh. He swings a shillelagh. I mean, that bat is. It looks long. Like like if I watch his swing in AAA, I'd be like, kind of a long swing. You know, kind of like he wraps it some and he puts together at bats. He drives balls to right center. He'll hook something down the line. He goes deep left center. He, you know, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm still glad my choice was Yoshida for rookie of the year, but he's going to give it a run. He's in the conversation. There's no, for sure. I did a game. I did a Rangers game early in the year and I was like, there's this young guy. And I, then I watched him. I was like, Oh, he went deep to right center. I think the game I did. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. You got it like that. No, this team's for real. This team is very they, for real. They need if they get bullpen. They're going to. I know. I'm just saying That's, if they can just get that one piece. I don't know if they nah, can, two or three. Okay, but I'm saying a closer will back everybody up. Chapman, maybe. I did my trade deadline homework this weekend. All right. Yes. Oh. I've got tons of names for bullpen. Yes. Not everyone's getting Chapman. He's only one dude. <laughs> I was gonna say he's gonna pitch for two teams. Yep. Kendall Graveman. Liam Hendricks. Dude. Hold on. White I've Sox got, are still in it, bro. I've got five many and a half. Oh, All right, fine. Five and a half out. Let's move on. Brent Suter, Brad Hand. I know that's more in your setup range, but throwing out more names for you. Do you know who the reliever of the month for May was in the American League? If you didn't see the name, you'll probably never get it. He's been good, but you're not going, oh, yeah. it's You won't get it. Give me a division. Central. AL Central. I don't Lang, think you'll get Alex it. Lang. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm good. Alex Lane. I am so good. He blew a game yesterday. He gave up a walk-off salami to Burgertron. But he's going to command. Did you see his interview, something. though, after? Did anyone see his interview after? It was awesome. Jake Berger? No. Alex Lane. What? His interview after he gave up what a walk-off. What did he say? It was just like, it's all on me. I sucked. It was it was awesome. That's what you're supposed to do. 100%. It was awesome. I mean, it was. And he wears a turtleneck with no sleeves. David Ardsma style. Chipper wow. Jones it is. Style. I like that. Jason Vol- uh, Foley will best. Um, Who? I don't think. The Tigers relievers. Oh. They've got a good set. They're not, they're, they're, those guys are young guys. They're not getting rid of them. Marlins, uh, Marlins have some good relievers that'll get traded. What? what? <laughs> Shots fired on Man. Marlins Day. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. The Marlins are. Floro, Dylan Floro. The Marlins are thinking they're buying at the deadline right oh, now. We got to oh. ask Christina that if they're buying or selling. They usually don't buy, but they might be this year. They're in it, dude. They're ahead of your Phillies, and at, crafty. At, at some point, bronze Mets. 
here's my thing. At some point, you've got to say enough. We have to try. Marlins? Yeah. They tried in 2020 when they went 31 and 29 and made the playoffs. Right, but the, okay. Yes, exactly. And beat the Cubs. And that was a way too soon run for them, right? You expected them to be still building for a bit, and that was cute and nice. But at some point, you have to go, okay, let's do something here. Crouchy, what happened to – remember they had Sixto Sanchez? What happened to him? That dude was filthy until he got hurt. He's still he still hurt? Did. Yeah, he was, he was the guy. And it was looking like, oh, the Phillies might have gotten, you know, yeah, they got real Muto, but they might have, you know, it might have been an even trade because Sixto was sick. And I think he did something to his shoulder, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I haven't seen he did. anything. He's got shoulder got problems. And that's I – would- I would like to ask Lee, actually ask uh, Christina about him as well yeah. because he's got a little bit of Strasburg going on right now. Well, except for minus about $300 million. Right, a lot cheaper. <laughs> Minor shoulder soreness, Marlins targeting a second-half return. That was a report from about a month ago. So that's not terrible if he reappears in the second half. No. The whole knock on Sixto was – Undersized righty, injury concerns, that's what's played out. But the stuff is, the is one. It's it's one yeah. stuff when he's healthy. So Oof. here's the good news. Since then, the Marlins have like three more ones. Like Alcantara, obviously, is a one if he gets his, his shit together. Uh, Yuri Prez, stuff-wise, is a one. Lazardo's pretty good. Lazardo is a three. Still hmm. young. Yeah. Um, and... Cobrera looked good. I mean, it's he the A's. Those strikes. He's I know. But it's but the A's. The there A's was. There, chase, it's the A's. It's the A's. There was. Can I do one other shout out before we move on to from the Rangers? Because we've been all over the place on a Monday. So, yes, their rotation's been awesome with DeGrom out even. I mean, even Heaney. Like, four ERA for Heaney with the Rangers. Boom, I'll take it. Eating innings. He's been pitching. Same with bringing Martin Perez back. Just, like, they have adults in their rotation. And then Gray and Uvalde are in the twos with their ERA. Raise, uh, Rangers ownership, props to you, okay? I will be the first person to give an ownership, and I will also be the first person to give them credit, right? I give a lot of credit to, even even though the Padres aren't playing well, I give credit because they're going for it. They sell out. People are interested. Even though it's a roller coaster, I think they'll be a playoff contender. They should be better than what they are. But, but owners that do shit generally get rewarded. The Rangers said two years ago, Semyon, come on down. Seager, come on down. And then, yes, obviously DeGrom this offseason and then the smaller moves like Evaldi and Heaney. They bought a lot of guys over the last two years. They've made the right moves, though. Yes. And they've been allowed to spend because people come out and watch. Texas, I played Texas for a year. It was awesome. New stadium. New stadium. We packed it in the old stadium every night. It was 100. Take the field at 7 o'clock. It's 117 degrees. (laughs) There's still 30,000 people a night. And you're like, this is fun. And they love it. Listen, it's a Cowboys town. It's always going to be a Cowboys town, but they do love their Rangers when they're good. Mm-hmm. They will come out and they will support them. And now with the enclosed roof with the little air conditioner, the only thing is like the the, the booth is super high there, which kind of sucks. <laughs> it's not yeah. Nationals high. It's no dude. Nationals high is on the moon. Nationals, Nationals, you you just Nationals booth is so high you can't even see that they look like ants running around the field. Well, no, Nationals booth. My thing when I've called games there is so for anyone that doesn't realize, and there's our broadcaster first world problems. Like they they put you like on the basically moon. out of the stadium. They put you on. My the moon. thing when I've been there is, and I'm like, I hate calling games remote, but I'm like, why don't we just call this game remote? This is the one game <laughs> the where Nationals? I'm like, why don't we just 
go off TVs. I said, I can see that I'm looking at the TV 98% yeah. of the time. Anyway, I can't see ants and you're looking straight down. It's like being on an airplane and looking straight down. I'm like, I'm just going to look at the television 98% of the Texas time. is like that too. Tech, not as high. No, it's, it's Texas not as high. I've called games there. Texas it's not is high. high though. Not it's as high. high. And Pittsburgh's high. Although Pittsburgh's probably my favorite place to do a game. It's one of the only places I haven't called. Because it. you look out and you have the whole city and you see like the river. And Skyline. The it's, it's a cool place. Don't, don't, forget, don't forget with Texas, which, which was a bigger signing? Andrew Haney or bringing in Bruce Bochy? Bochy. Change I the culture. I think that's – I mean, he just, he just passed – he just went to 10th place all time. Like, to me, I think that's a legitimate signing. Did you say Heaney or Bochi? Yeah. Bochi. 2041, congrats to him. We're showing it on the board right now. If you're listening on the podcast, the Rangers said congrats, Boch. He is in 10th place all by himself, passing Walter Alston, who apparently signed. I learned about Walter Alston this weekend because we're not going to have time for everything, so I'm just going to mix and match things together here. Tori Lavello signed an extension. Now he signed through 2024. They only give him one-year extensions each time. I can't believe Mike Hazen has given him like three or four years. Well, it's Hazen's on the same thing now, too. Uh, He's on a through 24. So that sounds like an ownership thing, saying, eh, only one year at a time for managers. They need to fix the roof before they can give him an extension. Right, exactly. we got to see how much the roof costs, <laughs> then we'll get back to, to Tori. But he keeps signing one-year extensions. And apparently, I think it was Alston who signed like 30-something extensions. They never gave him long-term deals. 31 so. year. Is that what it was? That's great. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm uh, asking you. It was 31 yeah. year extensions? Kratz, don't believe, don't believe God. He's been lying all day. So just, it was that probably like four. Like, it was that probably feels like, like my baseball. That feels like my baseball career. All one year extensions. <laughs> By the way, speaking of the Rangers and guys that we're not talking about. Okay, go ahead. Walter Alston managed 23 seasons on one year contracts. Okay, well, that's not 30. Another lie. Are you still surprised, Kratz? Does that number still burst out at you? It, it does, but it's not 30. AJ's right. You guys suck. <laughs> Speaking I'm of guys on the Rangers that nobody – Jonah Hines got to be in the All-Star game. Their catcher. Uh, yeah. Possibility to start the All-Star game as American League catcher. Mm. Jonah Hines versus Elias Diaz. Elias Diaz, isn't he on the Rockies? Yeah, I'm saying those two against each other in the All- AL versus NL. NL's Sean Murphy. Jonah Heim. Yeah, that's true. 293, 823 OPS, 46 RBIs. Sean Murphy's he's got almost the same. I mean, Sean Murphy's OPS is a little bit higher because he walks more. But, I mean, who's who's better in the American League, catcher-wise? I'm, I'm researching. I mean, I can't – off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. Gary Sanchez? <laughs> You're such a troll. <laughs> I mean, he did start the All-Star game a couple times. Yeah, because he deserved it. Okay. He was legit. FT Faithful, Unite. All right, so here we go. On the ballot, because we're just no rules today. Uh, Bethancourt. No. Grandal. No. Haas. No. Here's Haim. Yeah, Monster. There's going to be some other candidates. Just wait. Oh, you're missing some names. Yeah. I'm going to run through them all, though, to be fair. Kirk, no. Langliers, no. Maldonado, no. Those guys are all sub-700 OPSs. Salvi's 278, 1233, 820 OPS. Plays basically every – he plays – Yeah, but he DHs a lot. He DHs a lot. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. He DHs a lot. They have Al two Raleigh, other catchers no. on the roster. Al Raleigh's not having a good year this year. Uh, we're forgetting the starting catcher for the American League. Ready for it? 
Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman. His numbers aren't better though, are they? His OP, his OBP is higher. Didn't he? So Adley, yeah, well, he's the I'm pretty sure he's the walks higher. leader in the American yeah, League right now, which is wild is for a catcher. So he's a 837 OPS. Heim's an 823, and remember, Baltimore's not a hitter's paradise anymore. Oh, yes, uh, Heim's 293, Rutschman's 285. Heim's seven homers, Rutschman's eight. Heim's 46 ribbies, Rutschman's 28. RBIs don't matter. <laughs> and there's, there are other things too. I get what you're saying. Th- those are the two. No, you're right. It'll be there's Rush. really three. You know what? It'll right? be it'll be Rush. Three. It'll be Rush. It'll be Rushman because the fans Hyde, will vote him in, and Salvi at the game, and Rushman will get voted in. Yes. Yeah, because who else is making it on the Rushman is is the Jeter of the Orioles. Yeah, who else is making it for the Orioles? I mean, for the Royals. Besides Salvi, yeah. you're saying? Maybe Salvi. maybe Bobby Witt. Mm. No. Mm. I mean, he's doing okay. Okay. Then the yeah. Orioles have other candidates, though. But he'll he'll make it. Bautista's making it. The Cano guys got to make it. The two bullpen guys, right? Those guys got to make it. For the no, Orioles. yeah, the, the Orioles should have at least four guys there. Yeah, they should, have, they should be well represented this year. I agree. All right. Next up, the Angels are going to angel. <laughs> but we're just skipping over Arizona, and going right to the Angels. You know why I'm skipping Arizona and Atlanta on our our list uh-huh. of where, what we're talking about? Because we're going to hit them later in the pop off section. We are. Yes. For those watching right now, the new sponsor, Cookie Candy Pop. AJ's going to pop off on our boy Azuna later. Stay tuned. Why'd you ruin who I was going to pop off about? Because I want people to stick around. It's called a tease. So, Angels fans were all excited because they won a game yesterday. They lost the first three in the series to the Astros. With Shohei, Shohei got whacked around a little pretty Yeah, he did. Six innings, nine hits, five runs, six Ks, gave up two homers. Framber Valdez. Absolutely. Framber Valdez is disgusting. He is disgusting. Again, people are like, oh, Framber, who's that? Like, I think we had this conversation on here. Framber was crap. And I'm like, Framber Valdez is filthy. That curving ball he throws is, it's unbelievable. I mean, it just goes, whoom. Sign for 10 grand. If if you have two strikes, you're striking out on the curve. If if you're before that and you're trying to get aggressive so you don't get to two strikes, it's a ground ball on the sinker. He's unbelievable. And he goes deep into games, too. Deep into games. Because he just pounds the strike zone with two pitches that, like, he might not, like, he only, str- I say only, he struck out seven guys. And legitimately, the curveballs that were hit, that he didn't strike somebody out with two strikes, it was like, just no exit a lot. You, you just, you don't square it up. We, we talked about it before. Like, it's just, it's a pitch that you're like, ah, maybe I didn't see that right. And now I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to face that pitch again. Like, he can almost tell guys it's coming, and they're still not hitting it. True. You're, you're right. It's, it's they got that much spin and that much down. We didn't even talk about our boy Alex Bregman who came on the show, and now he can't get out. We can talk about him. Uh, <laughs> you're Grand welcome. slam. Alex, you're welcome, by the way, for the FT hot streak. We have the stats. For it. It's called FT Muscles, and I want to make sure – FT Social knows this, so we can make it a thing going forward. You cool with FT Muscles? Because people do like, like, vibe, magic, mojo. Eh. I want FT Muscles. Can it be a picture with you shirtless? Oh, mm. me- book it. No. Make it happen. Yes. What do you no. mean? Me? Yes. If it gets, you know, 5,000 likes, do one of those. Otherwise, okay. Wait, 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 wait. It has to get 5,000 no, no, no. We got to set it out. The tweet. The tweet about Alex Bregman? No, the tweet about FT Muscles being a thing. Or Bragman, whatever you want. If we get five thousand likes, 
you'll it'll be FT muscles with you shirtless like this as the as the thing. Yes. Yep. Done. Every every Done. background. I'm, I'm sending a tweet it, out well, as soon I, as this game's over. You won't get five thousand. I won't get five thousand likes. Mm -mm. People don't want it. Oh, people want it. No, I'll don't. make sure my people want it. They don't want it. I'll pay already, for that. Already calling people. Yep. Do not pay for likes. Alex Bregman numbers <laughs> since appearing on foul territory, and he mentioned it. He was like, I heard this show's got homers in it. Uh, it does. 339, 406 on base, 468 slug, 21 hits, two homers, 15 RBIs in 16 games. And a stolen base, just saying. <laughs> I did get a stolen base. bases. That'll play. And he had been struggling. Uh, so, yeah. But he's, you know what the best stat for him is? He's walked 34 times this year. He's only struck out 26. It's amazing. That's impressive. It's amazing. That's why the Astros will always be good because they they walk just as much as they strike out as a team. But, you know, him individually, yeah, he's doing that. But, you know, there's – as a team, they do it. They're, they're, they're tops in walks, bottom in strikeouts. Like, it's just – that's tough to face. You know what the difference is between the Astros and the Guardians offense? The Guardians they get hits and they score runs. Yeah. Besides that, <laughs> the basics of the Guardians being like, oh, we make contact, right? We they got create no power. chaos. They got no power. The Astros make contact and take walks and they slug. Listen, I've done two Guardians games in a row, week Saturdays in a row. It's tough because mm -hmm. they don't hit they, they hit less than they hit a half a home run a game. In today's game, like .59 it was. And before the game, I didn't hit two homers in that game. But before that, .59. That's the worst in Major League Baseball. You can't pitch that good. I'm sorry. Like, Tito Francona, you're a Hall of Famer. You're probably the best manager in baseball right now. But you can't you can't pitch that good consistently. And that's why they're, they're kind of struggling. I mean, there's a million guys. Jimenez, our guy, he's not having a great year. There's, there's just a lot of guys that are not hitting. Josh Bell. Brought into slug. He's not slugging. Mm -hmm. Rosario, not having a good year. Quan, they figured out throw heaters in. He can't. Stephen Quan, okay, he did, he did go deep in this game. They threw him a heater in. He hit a ball, twenty nine point nine miles per hour. Base hit. <laughs> it was right here. So he's lefty. It was like right here. Was it with two strikes? Yeah. After they had blown two by him. <laughs> Hits it down the third baseline. It goes about 50 feet, base hit. Next at bat, they throw two heaters in by him. Heater in, heater in. 0-2, he's late as hell. Change up, whack, home run. I'm on the air, I'm like, what the hell y'all doing, man? He ain't, this dude's got zero chance on a ball in. They were just going heater, 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 heater. Change up, whack, 97-87, home run. Guys so, get worried about pounding the same pitch too frequently. I mean, until, scratch, how many times we talk about it? Until the guy shows you something different. Don't change a thing. Ninety-seven. Woo. Ninety-seven. Woo. Jam. 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 Change up. Eighty-seven. Whack. Homer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Beachy Shane Ryan Bieber for sale. Today, Shane Bieber for sale. Who wants him? No chances. What? Bieber getting traded? Is he a free agent in the, the year? One more. And One no, more. No chance. Yeah. Yeah, if but they wanna... usually trade their guys with a year and a half of control. This is the year they. They've do. done it with Clevenger with Bauer. Because you know, you get to the next deadline, it's a massive out. difference. Well, long term, but How'd those two guys work out. Clevenger didn't pitch well for San Diego. He didn't pitch again. He was hurt. How did Bauer do? He's in Japan. You tell me. But how did he do on the short term? Oh, for Cincinnati. Oh, I mean, Cy Young. That was the next year, though, wasn't it? Right, but they oh. got him for a year and change. 
right? Tito's a Tito. I feel like love him. Bieber, yeah, he's no different. the other guy. Power. <laughs> remember Not when he even remember, close? Yeah, right. <laughs> remember, when, remember when he threw the ball over center field? Yeah. Tito came to get him, and Bauer's like, that went, I'm sure that went over well with Tito. I think Maybe. that was just gracious. You're giving another souvenir out. Not in yeah. center field, can't see. There's nobody. Someone there. can run down there and grab it. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> getting that. There's. If you guys want to know how war works, because I have no idea how it works, but I love, I love making fun of the stat. Tristan McKenzie, after his start, his five inning start of ten punch outs, he now has a point three point three war on the season. Sweet, it's positive point three in one start. You're saying that's good or bad? It's not wins. It's it's not pitcher wins. No, I know. Right. So you're you're you have a problem with it, or you or you don't with? I just don't know how it works. But in one start, he has he already has a point three positive WAR. What's wrong with that? No, I don't know. I don't know how it works because then he, hey, what right. what site did you get that off of? Because you can go to a different site no, and it'll be a different only two war. Wars. It'll only be a two different wars. war. That was my thing with war. Like I understand it, what it is and what it about what it value is to to, yep. to sabermetrics people. But how can you have a stat with two different sites? They compute it differently. Why can't you just have one? You need fan graphs and baseball reference to get along. Okay. And then my next question is, is so I get war. So Mike Trout, right? You say, okay, he's got 10 war this year, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Random numbers because 10s is a random number. Who are they replacing him with? Me. Okay. Then it might be 12 war if they're replacing him with crap. You're just arguing the, the semantics of the name. It's so petty. I'm, it's not. I'm just – until someone can explain to me why we can't have one stat that for everything, then I don't get it. It's freedom of stat. So I can it's just make up. Country. I'm just crap. Let's make up. You can a make stat. one up. No one's necessarily going to follow it, but you can make up. John Smoltz, I worked with for years. He makes up stats. He just makes them up. He has a formula that he makes for like his Cy Youngs. He makes up a stat. Okay, it's true. Ask him about it. I've worked with him on it. He's You've the made only up one stats that before. <laughs> Smoltz is the only one that goes off it, but he's like, this is my formula that I like. Okay. FT, FTV is our stat. Foul territory value. I'm not part of this. FTM, foul territory muscles. All right. I wanted to get one stat in there about Otani, too. Um, he doubled against Phil Maton, who's also been disgusting out of the Astros' bullpen. It was the first extra base hit against Maton's curveball this season. Hitters are three for 47 against that pitch with 20 punch outs. Just Good saying. job, Joey. Did they win the game? No. Oh, then who cares? Well, because it's, <laughs> because it's Shohei. It's a two-man team. Shohei and Trout. Yeah. Neto. Neto. Neto's Neto slipping. <laughs> and, he, and he hit it off the end too. Shohei, that that curveball, he hit it off the end against Maton. Maton's Maton's filthy. He is nasty. Does anybody? Uh, do you guys know that your Neto versus uh, Tim Anderson argument? You know how many home runs Tim Anderson has this year? One. Zero. You know what Tim Anderson's slugging right now? Three one. It's like when the last time I saw, I think it was maybe Saturday, he was slugging three twenty. He's hitting two seventy three. Uh-huh. And he had a really slow start and he was hurt. Okay. He's two, got he's got zero. Two seventy three. Mm-hmm. Three ten and three nineteen. Three twenty, yep. 633 OPS. It's been slow. Sorry, I'm not buying that. I think he's a better player. I, think I, he's I gonna, do too. You think those are going to be his I, end of I season numbers? I 100% do, but I'm just saying, we're in June. He's got zero. Andrew Benatendi has zero. So is it? Whew. 
His OPS is 633, Neto 680. It's not that different. Would you rather have a 680 or a 630? Yeah, I'd rather have a 680. Who's a better shortstop? I don't go. Who's a better shortstop defensively? Neto. Uh, no. Would you rather have six eight? Are we really going back to this argument? I take Tim Anderson. Is that second? Hey, don't no, don't forget Crestbrook. don't forget Phil Maton here. He hurt it. He broke his hand punching a locker, and he didn't pitch in the World Series. Correct. And they still won. Like, how many teams do you pull this a guy that has this kind of production off of their roster, and they still win the World Series? Well, the Astros are are just like, a joke. Dangling their their success in people's faces, they're like. Oh, a top three reliever for us. He's just going to punch some shit and be out for the playoffs. Oh, we don't need a GM. GMs are overrated. We don't have a GM for the playoffs. James Click's just sitting there and we're about to fire his ass. We just don't want bad PR in October. And we're firing him for, well, it's another story. Um, They still win. That's impressive. They're good. They're a powerhouse. Listen, they're the one team that tanked and got it right. I'm serious. They in tanked all, in all sports. No, other teams tanked well. The Cubs? Who? They won they won one. They broke their curse. Fine. But the Astros the Cubs had to do another rebuild since they tanked. The Astros have been LCS, 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 World Series, World Series, LCS, LCS. Yeah, they tanked to perfection. They they're the one team and and I know Evan Drellick wrote the book and I'm and I'm kind of in the middle of it. I've been kind of busy, but <laughs> the way they did it, if you read that book, is unbelievable what you know, say what you want about Lunau and what he did, and apparently he wasn't the best fellow in the world to work for. But he, somebody knew what they were doing. He found studs. I mean, Correa, Bregman, they traded for Alvarez. They traded for Verlander, Framber, Garcia is hurt. Remember the, the famous Javier. draft with – I know McCullers has had his issues now with injuries, but McCullers and Tucker and, they, and Correa, was yeah. that all the same draft? No, I think Tucker was a different year. Oh. Because Correa but it was, was the one, same. One. Right, right. It was Correa and McCullers was that year. But they saved money on Correa. It's all about slot money. Yeah. Saved money on Correa, got McCullers. They did that with Tucker. Oh, I think it was Daz Cameron who they did. He's been a big leaguer, though. Yeah, yeah. But he, he's he's obviously not a regular, not not a star, yeah, not a first-round pick. But They nailed the tanking thing. Now, because of them and because of the Cubs, those two teams, every team thinks, oh, we'll tank and we'll be better. Well, it doesn't work like that. you got to get them right. There are certain but examples. But they've also missed. So they missed on Mark Appel. They missed on uh, Brady Aiken. They didn't sign. Remember the lefty guy mm-hmm. that had the bad elbow? They didn't sign. Here's the problem with MLB. We talk about this every week. It's a copycat league. So when one team does something really well, every owner's like, oh, we could do that. We could do that. We could profit for six years, just tank the whole thing, restart, and we'll be great like the Astros forever. You think that's what the A's are doing? Kind of, yeah. They're no, taking it different. one step further. <laughs> we can do yeah, that. Different. We can tank the city, move to Vegas, and we'll make more money no, and have a better team. You guys are crazy. Well, it's the same. I was on. I say it every week with the Rays. Every, I, I've. I'm not saying this just for fun. I've spoken to multiple front office people over the last few years, where they're like, "Yeah, some people here think that we can be the Rays." Every like, team thinks thing. they can be the Rays. Like you'll even get that from a GM. They'll like be making fun of like their owner or their numbers people, and like they think we can be the Rays. The Dodgers I've gotten the that from, from GMs. Dodgers Why the can't we be steroids. the Rays ownership? Why can't we be the Rays? Look what they're doing. You, you can't have the whole league like that. It, it wouldn't work, sir. Dodgers are the Rays supersized. Steroids. Right, but they're With not money. the Rays. They spend way more. Yeah, but they try the same stuff. Right. Owners should down, be saying, why can't we be the Dodgers? 
Well, yeah, I wish every owner was the Dodgers. That's a model franchise. I want to come back and play. All right, let's play the ball right now with our first guest, shall we? Christina DiNicola writes for the Marlins, covers them every day for MLB.com. Also, do this for AJ because he, he loves he – Oh, loves God. He loves we went to school together. Oh, did you guys really? Yes. Oh, by the way, how'd that, regional, how'd that regional go for I don't Miami? care. I'm watching uh, MLB. Don't even talk about it. But just Christina was running the Miami Hurricane. Good job. <laughs> how are you, Christina? How's life in Miami right now? Good to see you. Uh, other than, I guess, the regional, uh, you know, the Miami Heat are in the finals. The Florida Panthers are in the finals. The Marlins are playing well. So it's a good time to be a South Florida sports fan. Boom. I don't care about I only care about Miami University of the cocaine. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into it. Uh, first up, I, I want to just go right to the top question that I think is on the mind of national fans of the sport. Are the Marlins going to buy or sell at the deadline, a.k.a. are they actually going for it this year if they're in the 500-ish range and the division looks like it does right now with the Braves and then the Mets and Phillies kind of underperforming right now? Right. Well, it's funny you ask because I guess my first day back on Friday, we uh, talked to Kim Ang and I asked her that. And even the matter of would you try to get a deal done before the trade deadline? And she says they're always looking. And obviously for them, it's going to be a bat. Uh, an impact bat. And it's kind of remarkable what they've been able to do without Jazz Chisholm Jr. Avisail Garcia, since he signed his contract, has underperformed. Two of the starting pitchers are hurt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she mentioned something and it kind of leads to what you said. It's not even just in the division, like underperforming, but all of the National League East in general has uh, kind of been lackluster. That the Marlins are in playoff position right now, even though they haven't played their best baseball. Not playing their best baseball. What the heck's wrong with Sandy? Five ERA, like I know he pitched seven innings, five runs last, but he's got a five ERA. What this dude was unhittable last year. What's happened? Right. So yesterday was one of those really weird fluke. They had five run outburst uh, in one inning. Two of the balls didn't leave the infield. He threw a ball away. Uh, part of the problem is the run game. Now he was never good at holding runners, so that's an issue. Mechanical stuff he's been dealing with. I think he set the bar so high last year that you know, like no offense, was probably can only be worse in, in a sense, but it's weird because it's like Zach Wheeler struggling, I think, with the Phillies. Dylan Cease has been with the White Sox, so it's not just him. I don't know if it's all these innings catching him to him as well. He's thrown, what, over 400-plus in the past two years, um, and that's something pitching coach Bell Sondheim Jr. had warned about last year is that they need to monitor that because after a while, it caught up to some of his for, former pitchers, whether it was Max Scherzer or like a Zach Greinke and stuff. So, so, so you're, you're down there every day. You see this team. How soon is this team going to make the playoffs? It could be this year. I mean, if, you know, their starting pitching has always been the strength and that's what they've built upon. And it has underachieved so far this year. And they're already four games over 500, which hasn't been done by the team since 2017, I believe. Just to put in perspective how tough things have been down here. Uh, Skip Schumacher's had a great influence on the club, uh, bringing over that winning mentality from the Cardinals. So if, they play their cards right, it, unintended. Uh, it could be this year, especially if the Mets and the Phillies keep underperforming uh, and the rest of the National League. The National League. Well, I'm, the reason I ask that is because I don't think it's going to be this year, and I feel like it's going to slowly, and I think you believe that it might not be this year. It's slowly going down. To me, I see this team at the earliest contending on a consistent basis three years. 
So why not try to trade somebody like Sandy and really build up what you have? Even though, well, it's, think- even though his stock might be lower, but now you're actually getting somebody that, hey, you know what? You could get somebody and really start filling out what they don't have. I think the problem is how many times this uh, South Florida has been burnt by that, you know, after the 97 team, after 2003, a couple of years later with the Miguel Cabrera trade, uh, then obviously when this new ownership group took over, you know, training away Stanton, Yelich, Ozuna, even though, and Ramuto eventually, even though those guys never even finished 500 in season, you know, the parts were very much greater than the sum. Uh, I think if they do that again, I think that's part of why they probably are cautious about doing that is, even if maybe let's say it is a smart move by you know some people's opinion, if they do that, the the public you know look to it won't be great. The optics won't be. Uh, and once again, it goes back to their starting pitching. They've got the starting pitching now, so if they can plug in holes here and there, I think that's the belief that they have. Is their starting pitching can beat with anybody else? You know, they win so many one-run games because of that starting pitching. It's not because of the offense, and their bullpen has been very very solid as well. So that's why they believe. How's Skip Schumacher doing there? Kratzy always talks about him. Kratzy, what do you say about him? Mm, he's got such a nice butt. <laughs> he is so cute. And you're not going to be able to take take your eyes off it. He's just, that's just, that's what he does. Everybody has a superpower. That's Skip's. And it's not just Kratzy. Well, that's just crab sourced around, right? That's what everyone says. Yeah, one of our colleagues keeps up. True. Yeah, I mean, right? All the different, one of our colleagues, uh, he keeps on chickening out on asking uh, Skip for his workout routine. So I'm hoping one day just to break the ice for, you know, our pregame scrum, just ask him, what do you do to work out? Christina, I have glutes. The, I have the, glutes. So I have the glutes. I'm doing the yeah. game tonight for FS1, Royals Marlins. Okay, you go. You got the rest. Of, you got the next no, 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 no. nine minutes. I'm going to say this. We have, we get 15 minutes with Skip. I'm going to, next time, I'm going to ask him today. I'm going to tell him. All the, all the reporters are scared to ask you, so tomorrow I want you to come to the media scrum, <laughs> Skip, and I want you to just start doing squats. And when they ask what you're doing, say, this is my workout routine every day. See what, good. I just want to see the look on all their – and then I'm going to ask them to film it so I can see Split everyone. squats. It's split squats. It's, split squats. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's more it's more glute-centric. Ah, got it. I just have to yeah, do a lunge and just start going up and down. <laughs> right. That would be great. That would be entertaining. It must change up the, the media scrum. Christina, what you said they're they're not winning on offense, but their offense has been good. Larissa Rice hitting 392, obviously. But then you look at De La Cruz, you look at Sanchez, these guys have been hot. Guriel's come over and had a great year for him compared to where he was in Houston. So something's clicking on offense. Absolutely. Part of the problem, I guess, maybe to they're max, they're getting what they, you know, there's not the big names of like the Phillies with all their guys and the Mets. So the Marlins are making do with maybe lesser known names, especially on a national standpoint. You know, Brian De La Cruz was one of the guys that MLB.com had put as a possible breakout. Jesus Sanchez is kind of finally living up to his former prospect status. Gurriel has been great. That was a minor league deal in March. Um, the problem, I guess, is, you know, Segura underachieving. Uh, and I think they lead the league in ground balls, uh, double plays. Their ground ball range is so high. So I guess the offense could be even better if they could cut down on that a bit. But it's a little bit easier said than done. Yeah, true. But, okay, so... The thing that we talk about, Scott, because he went to the University of Miami, he doesn't believe in this stat, run differential. Minus 39 run differential. Seven worse than MLB, but they're over 500. So they're doing, they're winning all the close games. One run record. So 16 and four. One run. So the water balances at some point. If if they lose that edge, no? It doesn't balance necessarily. Look up the Mariners the last couple of years. Okay, fine. That's why 
I think when you, I can't, I don't want to speak for Kratz, but I think when you look at it from the outside and you're not there every day, like you are, you say they can't keep this up. You can't keep winning every one run game. And that's why they're in the playoff race. That's why they're over 500 because of that record. It's not right. Right. So it's obviously in a much smaller scale, but the 2020 Marlins had a really bad run differential and they made it because of those one run games they won and they lost a lot of blowout games. And that's kind of been the case this season, a few, I think there was one game they lost to the Braves, at least probably one or two double digits. So that'll hurt. You know, that's automatically, it only counts as one loss, but it was, you know, 10 plus, you know, run differential. So that's why it's misleading. You have those outlier games, but they're almost always in a game, whether they win it or lose it. It's usually within a few runs. It's very much like the Rays before this season when they, you know, didn't get a lot of offense, but they were in everything because of their pitching. So, Here's my thing. The Mariners have had a great bullpen the last couple of years. They're winning close games. So sometimes your run differential is not going to look great if you're a team that wins like that. My thing is, yes, you might be outperforming expectations a bit, but then, okay, let's say you feel like you were, you're watching a team that was a little lucky lately. What if Sandy starts pitching like Sandy again? Then that'll level back. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. does. It doesn't mean that what they did in the past is going to completely – convert into what's going to happen for the rest of the season, which takes me to my next question. The second half of the season might have Sixto Sanchez. It was a guy we were just talking about, and we're going to talk about Strasburg coming up in a moment because it looks like he might be done as a pitcher. Clearly, that's not the case with with Sixto, but we haven't seen him in a while. I know it's the shoulder. So what's the last report you've gotten, and do you think he could be the X factor down the stretch for the Marlins, maybe even as a reliever because they have plenty of starters? Right. So we got an update on Friday. He's unfortunately, he was finally seeing some game action extended spring. And then he had a setback. I want to say maybe at this point a month ago, he's back to throwing again. I asked Kim, like, what can we expect for 2023? She says, you know, it's up to him. You know, they, he's still in their plans. You know, obviously that kind of talent. I think uh, Mel had said a month or two ago, or maybe even before during spring that he was at his age when he first, you know, hit the scene more advanced than any pitcher he'd ever coached. So that just tells you what kind of talent he was. But, I mean, Trevor Rogers is going to be back soon. Johnny Cueto, the Marlins would hope, will be back at some point from his different injuries. The one name that I'm interested in is Jake Eater. He's one of their prospects. He returned to the mound yesterday for the first time in, like, 22 months. He, when he had Tommy John surgery, was doing better than Max Meyer. It was before Yuri Perez was a thing. Uh, before, I'm trying to think if there's another pitcher. But, yeah, so he's one. That would be very interesting, a very advanced arm that he could even be the one in the second half just comes out of nowhere. He's not on the 40 man, so he'd have to make space, but he's that kind of pitcher that he could be a dude. All right, I got a catching question for you. Yes. Nick Fortes has taken taken the starting role. Can this team make the playoffs with Nick Fortes in there? Do they need Jacob Stallings gold glove behind there? I get it. He's hitting, you know, he's hitting 160. He's not, you know, he's not holding his weight in that in that category. Right. So I think the Marlins are one of the worst in terms of offense for the catching position. I go back to last year at one point, um, Donnie, Don Manningly had mentioned that Nick Fortes reminded him a bit of Will Smith, which is glowing praise considering what he's an all-star. He was a Team USA catcher. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily, you know, he's that good, but he's definitely grown so much defensively, whether it's blocking, pitch framing. As you mentioned, he's kind of taken pretty much a starting job other than Sandy's sort of his personal catcher is Jacob. But I think right now that's who they'd be rolling with those two. Um, 
and just hope that they, you know, their job as Skip said is to just handle the pitching staff and then what they get offensively, ideally they'd want more, but their thing is once again, going back is their pitching is their strength. So they just need those two to do their thing behind the plate and get the job done that way. Hey, Christina, how incredible has Jorge Soler looked in your mind? And he has an opt out after this season. So last year I'm watching him going, oh, good thing you signed that deal. <laughs> he is sticking with it. Now I'm watching him going, actually, it's not the strongest free agent class. He's, if he keeps this up, he's opting out. I mean, he's still very much in the prime of his career. So that's my only question when you start getting to buying and selling. I'm like, the Marlins don't feel like they're in it. Like that's a that's definitely a big bat that people would be looking for. We saw what he did with the Braves a few years ago to help them win a title. Yeah, absolutely. I asked uh, or someone asked the other day to Kim about Soler because of that opt out, and she said they hadn't spoken yet. But the the Jorge Soler they've gotten this year is actually more than they expected or had hoped for when they signed him before last season. Uh, last season he was kind of like what you'd expect out of him. This year he's just completely gone stretches where he's led the offense and particularly on Jesus Lizardo starts is like an unreal stat that he's like gone deep and like basically all but like three or four of Lizardo starts. Uh, but yeah, that's another thing. Once again, the binding selling they're gonna have to balance is like whether it's a him or like a Joey Wendell or even maybe like pieces like a John Birdie or Garrett Hampson, you know, that, or if they go bigger with, you know, some of their big names like Sandy, but once again, there's so much to play. It's whether what the Mets, the Phillies do. The Phillies kind of have that World Series hangover, hangover that you see so much every year. Um, it's going to be interesting the, the summer here in South Florida. <laughs> so question big picture for you on this franchise because you've been covering them for a while and obviously we even covered them as, as students in school to an extent. With the Jeter run organization to me seemed like they really came in there like we have a plan. We're gonna we're gonna change a lot of things. They tried to do some Yankee-ish things, bring in some some people that that Jeter was friends with from his Yankee days. Almost a little bit secretive to me at times with things when I feel like just be open and have fun because it's baseball. So what have you seen now with this next step of the Marlins with Kim Ang in the front office? But really, it's not just the GM spot. It's really the entire organization. In my mind, people I've talked to and when I've been down there, it just feels more loose and fun and not so serious. Am I onto something? Yeah. Was I nodding my head enough? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. All those things. Uh, I think Kim did a great job of bringing in Ozzo Campo from the Astros. Uh, she's there. I think there's two or three. Yeah. There's three assistant GMs. So she likes having different voices. So it's not everybody just an echo chamber thinking the same thoughts. Uh, unfortunately, the home run sculpture is still outside the ballpark. Um, I, I still miss it. Uh, but yes, it's, it feels different. Unfortunately, you know, the mess we talk about, whether it's like not enough impact bats or this and that, or if the Marlins have to trade guys, it's because of that stretch when the new ownership took over and Jeter was in charge where they missed on a lot of high picks, whether it's JJ Bolletay, who was just in town uh, with the A's or, um, honestly, they haven't had a position player that's been drafted. That's been impactful, uh, over the last what four or five years, and that's why they've had to lean on the pitching. They've hit on almost all the pitchers, it seems like. But yeah, it feels different. And actually, something before I came on, I heard you guys talking about people want to recreate what the Rays are doing and whatnot. That's an organization Kim references a lot, whether it's them or the Guardians. But it, it makes sense for the kind of market the Marlins are, uh, and you know, people not really showing up yet, even though the team is winning. That they've kind of have to be smart and develop their own players. 
Yes, they do. They they need to get their attendance up, Christina. Let's get let's get some people. Come. I mean, you know, the Dolphins they pack it out. There, there's so good. much talent and good teams there down there that it's hard. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> you know what the problem is? They're all at that Coral Gables to watch the Cocaines lose again. Jeez. I mean, that's what it is. Harsh, harsh. Christina, thank you. Make sure you listen to <laughs> FS1 you. tonight to, to my calling of the Royals. Oh, can't Marlins. wait. And before we let you go, just say one thing: take your both hands out like this. No. Go like no this, chance. and then say "Go Gators." We'll see you in the super regionals. I, I, I cannot. Uh, I did have one relative that went to Florida. I actually grew up a Seminole, and I went to oh. Miami. So oh. uh, I know. Ever since I think uh, Scott and I went to UM, we haven't been too relevant other in bas- other than basketball. Exactly. We're a basketball school Jim now. Jim Larnick. Uh, We're a basketball. That's by far. I'm, you, guys are a basc- you. you guys are a basketball. Men's school and now. women's basketball. Was <laughs> when I went there, just as we football, predicted. No, football was it? That's why AJ said to me, he's like, oh, do you hate like UFFC? I was like, you know, they really haven't been good or relevant True. in like no. 15 years. None of them have. None but of them really have. Te- I know, but still like when well, I was there, you had Tebow run, you had yeah. the James. Right, Wilson exactly. Run. Miami's had no run. So wait, who gets no. more fans of the games? The Miami Hurricanes football or the Marlins? Oh, football by far. A football. football. But that's, that's it, seven games, whatever, yeah. six games. That's that and football, you know, it's still a football town. It's funny because Miami, right? We were a private school, but you know, you have people that are locals that cheer at the Hurricanes by default. Like my my dad didn't go to University of Miami, but he's a Miami Hurricanes fan. You know, he grew up during the '80s and whatnot when they were very, very good, and then obviously in the '90s and stuff. So yeah, exactly. There you go. Dude, right. if you haven't seen those thirty. If you haven't team. seen those thirty for thirties on the Miami those Hurricanes, the those are the best ones. The you. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Jerome Brown and those boys. That's Make why it. it was a fun team to root for. Fun team or to against. watch. Entertaining. They or were against. entertaining. Or against. They were right. You're right. They would let the kids play. Let the kids oh, was, play. Yeah. Christina, great catching up with you. Thank you. Hopefully see you in Likewise. person down there. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to throw up to you one more time. There oh, it is. Man. Thank you. I just threw up again. <laughs> Good. That's your weight loss plan. <laughs> uh, just kidding. All right. Let's get to some injury updates first off because we learned about Sal. He's hurt again. He's pissed. It's the shoulder. <laughs> Which is not good. No, shoulder's bad. But shoulder's shoulder bad. equals bad. Elbow you can live with, shoulder yeah. is not good. Especially for him, and he's dealt with so much. It's inflammation, so he's out. Did they? I didn't, I was looking. Did we get a timetable? I mean, here's no. Chris Cotillo uh, wrote this about Sale um, from the weekend. Sale says he doesn't think the shoulder will require surgery. I'm like, well, that's good. That's Holy good news. Shit. But that he won't have a full diagnosis for a week or so. He's dejected. Uh, quote, I hate feeling like this. I started having fun playing baseball again. Now I'm back to not having fun, and that sucks. I will say he's got the Lance Lynn vibes when he talks about what's going on. Like, you know, Chris is a straight shooter. He'll go to the press and say, "This." he said this last few years, this sucks, I suck, the injuries suck, and my contract sucks with Boston. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm not living up to this, and I'm pissed about it. I'm a competitor. Because he, no, he 100%, you know, Chris. Yes, 100%. He's a competitor. He cares, and he cares. Yeah. He lets everyone know he cares. Yes. Yeah. So, that feel for Chris, and sucks for the Red Sox, because mm-hmm. in my mind, for this team to have a chance of sniffing playoff contention, they needed a lot to go right, and Sale actually was looking pretty good. He was getting himself back back on track. But he was. He was pitching good. Until they, he got, yeah, he was this pitching team back does not have enough pitching. I've no. been strong on that since the jump. Pitching depth, I was like, Boston is going to fade. They might fade sooner than I thought they would. Fade away, Boston. Why? Because I had that bet. Oh, right. The White, the White Sox, Sox versus White Sox, Red Sox, Sox come. Bet. That's true. They're only five behind them. Other injuries. Aaron Judge has a toe issue. 
He had a weekend too. I know he didn't play yeah, yesterday. That, game, that catch was hit the home run, then he crunched the fence, broke the fence door in Dodger Stadium. That that's a football player fumble, hold the damn ball, you know? Oh, there it is. Poor fence. That was a great <laughs> catch in the eighth for the Yanks, who won a big series against LA. I mean, that was a lot of star power. Also on Friday, by the way, for the Yanks. Giancarlo back, Homer. There it is one more time. Donaldson back. First game back. Homer. Multi-homer. First game with two homers as a Yankee. Maybe we can, get him, on, last maybe we can get him on FT now. Can you text him? I'll try. Say, hey, Josh, if you'd like to keep your power streak alive, highly suggest we have a conversation. True. So, And Aaron uh, Hicks, the ex-Yankee, he, he also found this power stroke. You know what? He let's, just went to Baltimore. Let's give him a mention for a moment. He just went to Baltimore, grew some facial hair. Well, that was holding him back. You feel kind of naked if you're a player (laughs) and you don't have a little bit of the man fur. Yeah. Made a sick catch on Saturday. Yesterday, Sunday, he went two for four at a triple. Triple. Drove in a run. Aaron Hicks is back. (laughs) (laughs) He's like five for 11. Let's not not jump ahead of ourselves. But it is. Listen, Aaron Hicks is Five for 11. Did he go five for 11 at all in the last X amount of time? He's a good dude. Those pinstripes get heavy sometimes. Yeah. And so he got a fresh start, like we talked about, and he looks back. I mean, it's early, but he looks more like the old Aaron Hicks. He, he actually had a, a smile on his face. He did. He needed a change of scenery like a year ago, but there's nothing you can do. You're in a contract and yeah. no one wants you. I mean, you're making a boatload of money. Yep. So good for him. Yep. And lastly, on the injury front, Steven Strasburg, I think, is never going to pitch again. I would tend to agree with you. And Britt Giroli said it's the worst contract of all time, and yeah. she might because he's thrown 31 innings. 31 and two-thirds innings Thir- in that contract. I 31 think. and a third. 31 three a third. years since winning World Series MVP in he's 2019. he's got four more years? Seven three years? Three seasons left on the deal. I don't know if that's including this year or not. I think it's three after. Because he signed a seven-year deal after the World Series. $245 million. 31 innings. Contract? Not the only good thing short. about it is for the Nationals. The what? They don't have insurance on that contract. They don't? No. That's what I was just about to say. The only good thing is they, they can just DL them and they get the insurance They money. couldn't get it insured without either a crazy premium. I don't know. I mean, wow. insurance companies were like, I'm sorry. What? I didn't know that. This guy, you want me to pay? Oh yeah. Here's the insurance. Uh, pay me $240 million <laughs> and we'll insure the five. Oh man. No well, insurance. That just changed things for me. Yeah. I, I thought they were like, oh, well he won't pitch and he can get, the... I mean, now they're all better off, but you'd, he'd be dumb if he did it. They went to him and said, Hey, we'll buy you out. Or whatever's left, we'll buy you. Save a couple million. And there's deferrals Try. in there, though. There's deferrals. Yeah, but I don't know that he would do that. I don't know. Because he already has deferrals. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And you forgot Nestor's on Nestor's on the IL too. Yeah, I know, but that's a big deal for the Strasburg was a real story. No, I know, me. but so, but but here's the thing about Nestor. You talked about um, Judge and everything else going on, but you know the Yankees they just got standback. Judge might have to get. They're talking about he might have a broken toe. They don't know yet. Uh, and then you lose Nestor. Garrett Cole's been their one kind of rock in their starting rotation because Nestor has been better. He, he hasn't been great, but he's been good. So uh, there's a lot of injuries happening. But the Strasburg, yeah. I mean, look, you want the dude to pitch because he was so good. It was such a good thing for the sport when he was pitching. They were He doing was so well. good when, when he's in his prime, which when you got prime Strasburg from when he came up to the show – so that but year, he was only healthy for like what two years? Yeah, basically. 2019 he went 209 innings. Yeah, but that was it. And that was the big year. And Scott they won Boris, the World Series. Good for you, Scott Boris. <laughs> he, gave, he got him an opt-out in that first deal. So he opted out opted after out, 2019. Cashed out. 
And no and insurance. That, here's the, the hey, tough uh, part, Nats, though. Call me. I know some insurance people that will give you a better premium, all right? Not okay. anymore. Uh, it's severe nerve damage, though. That's the part. That's yeah. That could mess up the you know your but life. Is it just in his arm? I think he's had, no. So nerve pain in his neck and his shoulder. And then he was just doing lower body, but he was feeling tingling and numbness in his in lower body. So can you get that into some of his neck, spine? I don't know. I that, know a chiropractor that sounds too, bad. That sounds bad. And he's not a guy that's gonna like. He's not the the Wainwright. Like he's the opposite. He's not a, a leader. He's not a vocal guy. He's super shy and and he's not around the team. He doesn't travel with the team. He's barely around the team at home, if at all. So that's why you're always like, where is he and what's going on? Because he doesn't talk to the media. So it sucks. Does suck. He was never comfortable doing interviews. You yeah. know that, right? It does suck. That's you, want guy, you don't want guys to get hurt ever. No. So, uh, yeah, they let – well, they traded Soto. They traded Turner. Harper left. They smartly let Rendon go. And yeah. Max left. And Strasburg was the They're not bad the this year, though. They're not horrible this no, year. No, no, no. They They're, can hit. They can hit. They can't pitch, but they can hit. Yeah, they don't need to pitch. They anymore. can hit better than you thought they would. Yeah. Not like they're studs in the lineup. They just Caber Ruiz is having a pretty good year, though. Yeah. Uh, but they're yeah, but they can hit. They're they're a lot. I mean, they're listen. They're right there. They're not going. They're going to sell though if they have a well, piece of to course, sell. Candelario's saying, gone. But I'm saying they they're at least they have pieces that you can say all right in the future. There's something in the Nationals to go off of. Corey Dickerson, aren't we having him on this week? Probably will get dealt. Maybe Lane Thomas. He's hit well. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And by the way, Herman's been really good for the Yanks. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Did yeah. you know, do you know if you get caught with sticky stuff again, what happens next? No. Suspension, right? Again. 20 games? This is what I heard 50 this games? weekend. 50? You get 50 cents again? So now you're... Relying on the umps to check your sweat, and I, I don't know. See, be, if, I'm, if I'm like now, I'm if, see, I'm, if I'm the if Rays, I'm, I'm like flipping the guy. Right, like, hey, and if man, I'm this, Herman, this sticky, bro. If I'm Herman and Scherzer, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> my shirt is just rubbing off everything every five seconds. Uh, Fifty games, and it's a roster spot, dude. If he gets oh, that's that a, is, see, that's what's crazy. That's if too you get, much. See, the thing is with steroids, you get popped, they don't lose a roster spot. It's, it's a mistake. So if you get popped with steroids like Tatis for 80 games, you replace him. Why? You shouldn't. It should, that should be uniform, either one I way agree. or the other. I agree. Now, see, I, I, yeah. Now that you mentioned, I need it, an yes. explanation on that, and I guarantee you, no one would give me one. <laughs> Someone's got to tell me why that's a thing. Because if you have multiple guys, the arbitrary sticky stuff versus a PED suspension True. on a test that actually tests versus the test of the hand. That might be my pop-off later. Ooh, okay. Oh, but can we hit on the uh, – are we going to Reddit? We can hit Reddit. Did you want to? I do because I want to I want to talk about the Oakland thing. Okay, Reddit on Monday. Let's do it. You get you get one. Okay. Go for it until Nicky Lopez is ready. Oakland A's fans. Yeah. Way to go. They're, they tried to raise $25,000 to get shirts. They did Basically it. Basically to sell – to say sell the team and all they're that. They're super basic. They just say sell. Sell. And they're, they're uh, congratulations. We are forever grateful. Incredible community of Ace fans. They have great fans. Oakland. The ones that show up are great. And they always support their team. And that's one of the travesties of the way things are happening in Oakland. But can we get one? Can I get one? Scott wears a oh medium. Oh, my gosh. He wears I a medium. medium right now, please. I'll, wear, I'll, I'll wear order it. it. I'll order it. 
I'll wear it. I'll order them both for us tonight so that we can wear them on the 13th. So That's on the 13th, they're doing a reverse protest. They're all going to show up and sell. Yeah, but see that. See, they should just then have, it'll get blurred out on the video. But they should just have. <laughs> they should just get nobody to show up. Not one person to the game. No, that's just proving the point. But if you do a reverse protest by showing up, you're giving Fisher money. You're right. Maybe you show up and you don't buy one thing in the concession. You stands. sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> be like, Everyone hop the fence. That's what. If you watch Legend Territory, that's what Dave Stewart. Used to do. Remember, Reggie Jackson was like, stop doing that. I'll just bring you guys in. They're like, nah, we want to do it sometimes. That's funny. That's funny. That's true. Good point. Were you on that? Oh, no. no. I was with, with Adam. The other AJ. It was good. Yeah. Um, but yes, that is in a week. Next Tuesday. We're going to do a whole thing around it. We'll have a pre and post. No, I'm kidding. But we'll do something. We'll okay. have a guest. We'll get the scene. Because, see, the, the reason, I mean, the A's might be the most talked about team of the year. Yes or no? No, but... They're getting more Not, publicity. No, no, than they take yourself be. out of the baseball bubble. Yeah. In the world. No, but they're, they're getting more publicity than they should. Who's who's more talked about in the world? Hitting headlines of, you know, random news outlets. Shohei Otani and the Angels. Okay. If you. All right, Aaron Judge who, and the Yankees. Most talked about team in the U.S. from a news standpoint. Oh, you mean just from a non-baseball like standpoint? Like when you read headlines, oh, who's Oakland. on there the most? Probably Oakland it's because Oakland, they're, they're making us into such a clusterfuck. Yeah. And there's been news around it. Yeah. They're, they're gone. Now they're they're yeah. negotiating with Vegas. Yeah. True. I'm going to be in Vegas on Friday, so I'm going to go check out the site. Are you? No. Can we get a scouting report? I, I'm playing poker. Ooh. I'm in a celebrity poker tournament. Oh, you're such a celebrity scout. <laughs> with Jason Kipnis. We'll talk more about it later this week. I'm excited to get to uh, little Braves Diamondbacks from the weekend. I can give you one part of AZ in Atlanta because this goes back towards the beginning of the show. The Braves have a Robert Ori. Don't even say Eddie Rosario. Yes. Because he hit a grand slam? Not just because he hit a grand slam. Have you seen his stats late in games? They're good. They're incredible. It's Nolan Gorman one and him two okay. in terms of here. I'll read it for you from David O'Brien, Eddie Rosario, who had the ninth inning grand slam Sunday against Arizona, two outs down a run bases loaded. It's what you dream of. He hits a grand slam. They win the game. He's second in the national league in OPS in the eighth inning or later. There's no such thing as being clutch though. Yeah. Certain people. I know, but that's fiction. But just you just saying. said you just said Robert Ori's clutch, and there's no way to quantify it. Mm-hmm. it it's like certain general managers I say there's no way to quantify analytical it. There people is. say there's no way to quantify clutch. There is. Watch, watch the game. So he's at twelve thirty nine OPS in the eighth inning or later, only behind Nolan Gorman in that category. You. Gorman's had a great year too. That was a big home run too, because the Diamondbacks were cruising. Zach Allen started that game. They were went in. Totally changed their whole road trip around. Yeah, because they end up winning the series. They lost on Friday. Diamondbacks had won six in a row. Strider and Acuna stopped them on Saturday, and then yeah, Eddie, Eddie, he has like he disappears because Braves fans go nuts. He disappears, and then he'll have one series where he goes like eight for eleven, just like the Mm -hmm. NLCS when he was NLCS MVP. He's streaky and he's clutch. True. True. Don't trade him. You need him for October. Him, yeah. 
I'm just saying, you need him for October. You don't need him every day right now, but you need him for October. He's like uh, RC, their shortstop. Mm-hmm. Remember a couple years ago, the Brewers, he was like, he was an awful hitter. And then the playoffs come and it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's the greatest thing you've ever seen. Those guys rise to the occasion. And no, there's no such thing as being clutch, though. Is there such thing as being more excited in certain spots? A million percent. I played. I know how it goes. Okay. So now I'm ready to announce a major partnership that we're excited about because I'm now seeing in the chat. Don't forget about the Azuna single. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's coming. We have not forgotten. So we would like to welcome on board to Foul Territory. Go for it. Cookie and Candy Pop. AJ's favorite. You can open bags, too, whenever you want. I have enough for you. Do we have it's enough? not just pretty. Yeah, yeah, whenever you want. I'm just saying. If you need to snack, we're here for you. Yeah. And we'll, we'll show you where you can get it. Ooh, it is. To pop off, presented by... Cereal, candy, cookie, pop, all available. We'll show you where to get it and in stores. And here's two of the bags, and we'll show them each and every day on foul territory. So the rules are super simple. Pop off. That's it? That's the only rule? That's it. Whether it's a (laughs) guest, you, whatever's the hot thing from Mm -hmm. the night before, Mm -hmm. get after it. Because you're opinionated, and I've been saving up for this one. We're, We're... texting yesterday we're like oh we're excited to announce it what are we going to do and then in one of the late games i let me at least set it up marcel azuna deep drive center field and off the wall and where's marcel oh he's still looking at it (laughs) it's the world's longest single 417 feet and even if it did leave it would have been a wall scraper so why are you standing at home plate okay you go my whole thing with this is, look, here's the video. Zach Gallen was happy, though. Zach Gallen was pumped. And is there a little deke action by Jake McCarthy out there in center field? Where's Marcel? <laughs> He's giving his batting gloves to the first base coach. That's where he is. Look. <laughs> and then, then you know where he was? On the bench, as he should have been. On the bench for so, Sean Murphy, who was supposed to sit yesterday. And then okay. they're like, hey, dude. You want to DH? Let's show it one more time because I want to make sure they, they get a good look here. Go ahead. I want to see okay, here's my face thing. when he's explaining this. I've done this. i played. I've hit balls you think are going out. I've been thrown out trying to get to second. I've also not made it to second when I probably should have. Mm-hmm. Nothing on that. But the ball hit the top. The center fielder, like when this normally happens, the guy whose position it is catches it on one hop turns around and throws a piss missile to second and you're out or you stop. The other dude, the right, Corbin Carroll was in right. He ran over and got the ball. It wasn't like it one hop right to the center fielder and he was like, boom, you're the, the right fielder had to run over and catch the ball on the rebound. It was like running, catches it and throws it in. And it, forget, there wasn't a play. He was already taking his batting gloves off. And everything was like, here, Eric Young, here's my stuff that I have to wear. So my problem is not – listen, it, it happens to everybody. You get thrown out, you make, you hit a ball, you think it's gone, it gets caught, or you don't make it a second. I got that. But there wasn't even an effort. There wasn't even a try. And you know what I'm popping off about? Good on you, Brian Snicker. Good on you. Because also, also not forget, Marcelo Zuna has, doesn't have the – I don't know what you want Reputation. to Reputation. The street cred mm-hmm. to, to do this kind of thing. Because I was there when the fans were booing the absolute crap out of him in Atlanta for a terrible start. Now he's hitting better. He's playing better. I get it. Much better. 
way better. But it wasn't that long ago where they were booing him off the field every at bat. So you would think you would try to do everything in your power to win him back. And I get it, your play speaks louder than anything. It's just bad optics. And good on you, Brian Snicker, for taking him out of the game. And not only did he take him out of the game, he said why he took him out of the game. This ain't the way we do things here. Good for you. But, man. And Zach Allen was the happiest guy in the world because he's like, it's only a single. That ball at least should have been a double. Zach Allen doesn't need the help. <laughs> no, exactly. But, but, man, like, come on, dude. Come on. As they said, it was the NFL. Come on, man. Dude, just give me an effort. Just give me an effort, I think. That's the biggest thing. Give me the effort. No, people were popping off. As they should have been. Because here's the thing that effort takes no skill. Effort takes no skill to have effort, to give effort, to run as hard. And listen, I'm not the Bryce Harper guy says everybody runs, you know, I'm going to run every ball out as hard as I can, my hooker. Bullshit. Okay? Bullshit. Because you just don't. Hit a ground ball to second. Hit a one hopper to the second baseman. I'm going to sprint down there and be out still by 20 feet instead of 30 feet. Like, no, it doesn't happen. Okay? But at least fake it. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, you're laughing, but fake it. Run. Oh, okay. He throws it him out. Okay, then shut it down. Can I give you a fan question? Sure. So, Eric Topper, curious if you and the boys can chat about this. I was a baseball player until high school. Even our T-ball coaches taught us to run hard and don't look at the ball. Why do guys in the show constantly make these mistakes and always look at the ball, like rounding first to second? Um, okay. You always look at the ball. You always pick – as you get up in the ranks, you're told the, the ball will tell you – the ball and the scoreboard are tell you what to do. In the right, game. and first to second is different. First to second, but the where... ball was right in front of him. It's not like it's down the right field line or yeah. down one of the lines, especially the right field line where you're trying to – you're look running at the ball and run. You can no. You, you can. You can look at the ball and run. My whole thing is, why does this happen? It was out of the box. And again, not everybody runs hard out of the box. I get it. I do, Marcel. I 100% understand. But again, it's effort. He should at least have been making a turn and having to put the brakes on. I did that plenty of times. I remember one time I hit one in Yankee Stadium. Now Yankee Stadium was like 200 feet off the right field wall. The right fielder catches it. And after the game, I see Jerry Reinsdorf. He's like, why didn't you get the second? I'm like, well, I would have been out by 30 feet. You want me to keep going? Right? So there there are I, – I, again, I get it. But it's it's just – you hit a ball and you think it's a home run, you make mistakes. Right? But you know what? He made a mistake. Brian Sticker punished him and time to move on. But bad optics. Bad optics. Okay. So that was a good start. Now that you're fired up too. So, so we got another one? No, that's oh. – well, that was we'll, it. We'll be doing this multiple times a week. <laughs> so visit cookiepopcandypop.com and enter code foulball for 20% off. By far, Scott's favorite snack, candy pop. Sour Patch Kids. He we have Can't a get lot enough of them. for you here. Sour Patch, Fruity Pebbles, Butterfinger, M&M's. Oreo. Oreo. Get after it. And get ready for the next pop off. You know what the problem is with that stuff? What? It's like addicting. So it's not a problem. No. So once you eat one, like a one, it's a yeah. You'll down the bag. Oh, I've seen you do it. Yeah, I know. Good luck. My my stomach seen me do it too. (laughs) (laughs) Let's slap hands. Ball. I lost my ball.
All right. So I just have two things. I actually don't always do birthday shout outs. I forget them most of the time, but Andrew Heaney, who we talked about earlier. So if you missed us earlier, you did a really good deep dive on the Texas Rangers and what's going right for them. And Robinson Chirinos, happy birthday. You know, he retired recently. Did he? Yeah. I played with him. Good guy. Good guy. I had concussions early in his career. Yep. I but played with him with the Rangers. Battled through it. Mm-hmm. And had a nice career. Had a nice career. Really nice career. So he retired last month. Russell Ortiz, happy birthday. He was the he was the nastiest dude I ever saw in AAA. Really? He's in Fresno. Fresno Giants. In Fresno State, the worst one of the worst minor league parks in the world. And you were like, just get out of here, go up to the show. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. nah, He was because he he was like the first guy I ever faced that was like a cutter curveball guy. Because back this is like 1998-ish. So it wasn't as big of like cutters as it is now. So it was more like everyone's like sinker slider. And he was like a cutter curveball combo. And first I remember we went to Fresno. And I was like, they were like, this dude's like the best pitcher in the league. And I was like, who is he? I never even heard of him. And I'm like, just wait till you face him. We face him. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> see, I see now. There you go. And Freddie Peralta's birthday was yesterday. A uh, friend of the show will have him back on very soon. And lastly, Fair Territory is out there for the world to see. Kenny Ball game back in biz. Oh, did you see? Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and he hates AJ. Yeah, when is he coming on with me? I asked him on Friday because AJ was texting. Hey, when's Ken coming on? He's coming on Wednesday yeah. on purpose. I'm not here on Wednesday. Well, that's your fault. You got to show up. We scheduled him on Wednesday just for you because Fridays is not AJ day. But Ken, right. Kenny's been on some Fridays lately. But he'll be here Wednesday as well. So uh, can't wait. And we're going to get a lot of Ken leading up to the trade deadline. And that show, uh, I got some of Fair Territory before I went on the show. And I'll get the rest when I get off on my car ride back. Fantastic this week, including one topic that we didn't have time for, but the Buck Walter move hmm. with Vladdy Jr. Yes, but also, did you see the game Saturday, Judge? When he interviewed Judge? He talks about it. That's the best. Actually, you That know is what? the best thing ever. He looks like, it's like, it's literally like a six, it looks like he's, it looks like Aaron Judge is like Jack from the Giant and Jack and the Beanstalk, and he's like... It literally is like three foot difference, it looks like. And Sports Illustrated had an article out. They were like, Ken claims he's, he's like 5'4". Five five four. Four. And Ken goes, why would I claim I'm 5'4"? He goes, I am 5'4". What do you want from me? It's oh, ridiculous. He's, Ken's the best. I'm actually going to switch the title because there's some judge thing in there. I'm going to say sizing up. Ken sizes up. Yeah. And judge. That's right. a layup one. Yeah. I'll change that. So look out for fair territory. Now, we're back tomorrow with all the shenanigans. Are you here tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay. I gotta great. be out quick though. I got a plane, New York. Oh yeah, the AJ tour starts tomorrow. We'll go through it. You know, we'll see you then. Nobody, nobody wants to go through what I gotta do. Spicy Ball is back for BetMGM sports players. Download the BetMGM sports app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit into your newly created account and place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once the wager is settled. Got to use that promo code SPICYBALL. Always bet responsibly. Gambling problem or concern? Call 1-800-GAMBLING.